Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an exciting episode of Mac and Jack Talks NBA. So, continue with our discussion about our topic of last week, but this week will be part two of our top five front office in the NBA organization, whether it's current, active, or before. So this week, the other three candidates that we considered or that we chose was none other than Masai Ujiri, Sam Presti, and Daryl Morey. So a little fun fact. Before Ujiri, Masai Ujiri made a name when he went back to the Denver Nuggets of being the general manager and executive vice president, he was actually under Toronto Raptors for a bit under Jerry Colangelo. But due to the wrong timing and the proper timing and all that other factors, in 2010, Ujiri returned to Nuggets as a GM and executive vice president in charge of the basketball operations. With this post and title, Ujiri actually became the first African general manager in major American sports. So that comes to show you that how important it is to hire some influential player, uh, influ- influential, influential execs, make sure they have a great background or a broad, diverse background so they are able to lead the organization in a new direction. With putting that Nuggets roster, they actually won 57 games, I think, which was one of the most in Denver, Denver's NBA history. And then afterwards, in 2013, Ujiri was the exec of the year in 2013. And he's actually the only non-American ever to win that award. That is impressive. And with his, te- and with his time in the Denver Nuggets as a GM and vice president of the basketball operations, one of his first major moves as GM was actually shipping off Carmelo Anthony to the New York Knicks back then. Because it was very obvious that Carmelo Anthony was very unhappy with the organization, with the direction that the organization was going since they hired a new GM. And then it was this move actually led to the catalyst of being why the Denver Nuggets became such a threat during that season. So with the trade was they traded away Carmelo Anthony. They acquired Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, and Timothy Mozgov, you know? With two of them becoming the rotational samples. Because I remember Danilo Gallinari and Wilson Chandler, they made such a big impact already with their veterinarian presence, their versatile skill set. They improved Denver Nuggets' defense. And, And then after... Denver Nuggets disposing one of the so-called best players in the league. The Nuggets didn't miss a playoff under Ujiri's leadership. And Carl was also able to nurture a talent. George, George Carl was able to nurture 
a talented group of young players and acquiring every asset as possible. In that season, they finished 57 and 25th, the third best record in the Western Conference. They were also going against a championship favorite, the uh, the LA Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, because the LA team has won their first title the year before. So they were going for a back-to-back. That comes to show you that Ujiri not only pulled off something within the first season, he was also able to head towards the Western Conference Finals. If you don't call that impressive, I don't know what you call it. What are your your opinions of Masai Ujiri as a top five exec? Masai Ujiri, in my opinion, in recent memories, outside of the obviously really old school Jerry West and Pat Riley. Naturally, one correction I wanted to make from episode the previous episode, part one, was that Dwayne Wade was not drafted third pick. He was actually drafted the fifth pick, but was clearly the second best player in 2003. Hey, if someone told uh, told us that John Moran could be Canadian, why can't Dwayne Wade be the third pick? It's it's a bit less of a stretch for Dwayne Wade to be moved up two picks than for an NBA All-Star, a potential face of the NBA having his entire nationality changed but oh, we digress the third pick is Carmelo Anthony and I remember watching when Masai Ujiri first took over as the GM and vice president of the Denver Nuggets one of the first big moves that he made was trade away a fan favorite that one half of the best scoring duel Allen Iverson previous MVP scoring champ the answer number one draft pick in 96 traded away Allen Iverson to the Detroit Pistons in return for Chauncey Billups and with Chauncey Billups leadership and veteran presence playing with George Carl that team as Jack said went to the Western Conference Finals and won one to two games against the defending champions, Los Angeles Lakers, even though the Lakers were obviously a lot more talented and stacked, even just on paper. So not only the Ujiri's trade that went against a lot of people's understanding, love, and passion for AI Allen Iverson, it brought the Denver Nuggets their best regular season and their best playoff performance of all time in history. And then when you fast forward that to him returning back to the Toronto Raptors and being able to pair Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan to being having consistent top number one, number two seed in the East, going to the semi-conference finals, to the conference finals, Obviously, LeBron James at that period when he was in the Cavs just owns Toronto. That's why Toronto was known as LeBronto. They weren't able to get over the hump against LeBron James and the Cavaliers. But outside of that, in the regular season and in the playoffs outside against LeBron, they were quite dangerous and magnificent. Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. 
Toronto Raptors had the best regular season record ever in history. So he not only replicated his success from the Denver Nuggets, replicated in Toronto Raptors, and then also now pulled another magic trick in 2019, was able to take a risky, somewhat risky move, trade away another fan favorite, Kyle Lowry's best friend, DeMar DeRozan, away for the claw, Kawhi Leonard. Ultimately, that bet paid off. Kawhi Leonard won the Toronto Raptors, their first ever NBA championship. That alone has cemented Messiah Jiri as one of the best GMs of all time. And even now, after Kawhi has departed, he has traded away Kyle Lowry, or he's let him go. He's he's advanced Fred Van Vliet as a starting point guard. He has Pascal Siakam. He has Chris Boucher. He has Scotty Barnes. And that that whole roster is still full of talent and full of hope. So Messiah Jiri, hands down, is one of the top GM and execs in my books for sure. No doubt, all those things that... Usai Masai uh, uh, Ujiri did for the Toronto Raptors, such as Nelson stated, getting getting Kyle Lowry, making him one of the best backcourts for the Toronto Raptors in history, pairing up with them, and under Ujiri's leadership, again, the Raptors were able to become consistent playoff team, winning five division titles. And finishing the 2017 and 18 regular season with the best record, season record in Eastern Conference, and if they also helped reach the help the team reach the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history in 2016. And afterwards, he became the president, team president in 2016. He promoted Bobby Wester and named they also named Bobby Wester as the team's new GM and they became they uh, and they began reshaping the Raptors roster after getting owned by LeBron for three three playoffs defeats both uh, two consecutive years were second round eliminations in 2017 and 18 and both of them four games sweep which was why for a while LeBron LeBron owned Toronto, aka hence LeBronto. After that, he, he fired, he made some very bold movements, such as firing Dwayne Casey, who, despite just be, winning coach of the year before, promoting assistant Nick Nurse to head coach, which no, which no one in any normal organization would have done to take that risk. Not to mention conducting the high-profile trade of get, getting rid of DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, then also acquiring Marcus Gasol before the trade deadline. Although there were some controversies in the uh, the move that Ujiri, Masai Ujiri did was trading away their franchise face or so-called fan, franchise face for Toronto Raptors, Masai Ujiri never wavered. He believed in his path. And hence, they were able to win their first NBA championship 
2019. Enough of the Ujiri talk. Let's move towards the next uh, uh, next candidate, Sam Presti. A little a little fun fact: Sam Presti was actually one of the youngest or one of the youngest GMs in 2007 when he was named GM for the Seattle Sonics, aka the Oklahoma City Thunders. And under and under Sam Presti, he was also able to make some great moves, such as drafting Kevin Durant, getting Russell Westbrook, Sixth Man of the Year James Harden, a defensive anchor like Serge Ibaka, drafting players like Stephen Adams. Nick Coulson, who was also a fan favorite when during his time in the Oklahoma City Thunders. Not to mention that he also trade uh even though they parted ways with Kevin Durant parted ways with Oklahoma City, he retained Russell Westbrook, but then also convincing made some acquisition major acquisitions in twenty seventeen offseason such as getting Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Although the experiment uh, didn't work out in 2019, he also made another ballsy, uh, another bold movement, such as trading away Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul, and while also getting a lot of first-round picks in 2024, 2024, 2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. And then two days after, uh, two days earlier, he also made a major movement, sending Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers for Shea Gilchrist and Alexander Danilo Gallinari again. First-rounder picks from Clippers in 2024, 2022, 2026. Also, first-round picks for them from Miami Heat, 2021 and 2023. Not to mention they're able to swap first-round draft picks. Under that, under that, under that movement that he did in 2019, no one expected them to make it to the playoffs. But indeed, they did make it to the playoffs. They are also close to beating the Houston Rockets in Game Seven, although they fell up short. But it was a great move. Uh, it was a great, great achievement under the team and under Sam Presti's book. He was actually voted for second place. He was actually very close of being Exec of the Year. To me, Sam Presti has a few things that stand out. Obviously, being the youngest GM exec, how old was he when he was? When he was twenty eight, twenty nine. He wasn't even thirty when he was commanding the Seattle SuperSonics and then became OKC. Obviously, drafting the OKC Big Three that went against. Went to the NBA Finals, won one games, but eventually lost to the Heatles led by LeBron James with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Kind of screwed up by not paying James Harden enough to keep him, although it was also partially the owner's fault for not wanting to pay the luxury tax. 
another second saga was pairing Russell Westbrook and being able to get Paul George for a few years. And trying to get Carmelo Anthony to be the third star. Obviously, that didn't work out well. But, in all fairness, made the OKC competitive. And keeping Russell Westbrook happy, at least on paper, for the next few years. With the departure of Russell Westbrook getting Chris Paul. Getting Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Being able to pair them up and going to the playoffs. Crazy. Nobody expected him to do that well. And then now they still have Shea and they have Josh Giddy, the triple-double man. So overall, he has his up and downs. And in my opinion, if you look at all our chosen candidates for top five executives and GMs, Jerry West and Pat Riley from part one was great at choosing talent, developing talent, training them, and also leering free agents. Uh, Masai Ujiri was great for trades Being able to make bold moves Making trades And also drafting well Sam Presti was obviously Really great at spotting talent For undrafted players And then drafting them And also being able to stockpile For the long term Of a lot of stock pitch, uh, picks Yes, yeah, so under a little Elaboration of what Nelson just stated Under Presti's Thunder reign they currently hold 36 future draft picks until at least 2028. So that comes to show you that Sam Presti and Masai Ujiri isn't afraid to trade away their franchise players. They're able to take risks. They know that if you don't risk it, you won't get the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit, of course. And Sam Presti, of course, is well known for accumulating assets while getting the maximizing the return on investments, such as you already got your new franchise player, Shake Alexander, and uh, rising Shake uh, Josh Giddy, who's a walking triple double too. So on to Daryl Morey. We all know that Daryl Morey is well known as Morey Ball. What Morey Ball is really well known for is the analytic sides of the basketball the game plan choosing that because Daryl Morey was actually one of the first persons to implement that saying that the three point shot is much more valuable than the two pointers so under his so under his leadership in the Houston Rockets which is really well known for Houston Rockets is that they use more analytics they he also got acquired MVP James Harden in the fall of 2012 when the Oklahoma City Thunders weren't wasn't willingly to pay James Harden who just won six men of the year to a, a, a new contract Gerald Morey was smart enough to pick up James Harden which is why he was able to make James Harden into an MVP in 2017 and 2018. Under Maurice tenure, the Rockets did not have a losing record and they keep advancing to the playoffs nine times, including a Western Conference Finals appearance in 2015 and 2018. 
He was also exec of the year in 2018. So that comes to show you that Daryl Morey is for sure a great GM. He also hired players, uh, a coach, head coach like Mike D'Antoni, seven, seven seconds or less. Keo is also willing to take risks, not to mention that Daryl Morey became president of the 76, the current 76ers. He selected Tyrese Maxey, who no one ex- expected him to play thriving as he is right now, not to mention getting Seth Curry, Danny Green, and Dwight Howard. And most of all, this year, what he did, he traded for, again, his all-time favorite, his boy, James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. It was very it was such a long drama that we've mentioned about it in the podcast multiple times about Ben Simmons. So that comes to show you that Daryl Morey finally got rid of a pain. Daryl Morey transformed the league with his analytics. He had a statistician background. He was a super smart guy coming from an unconventional background. He had a master's degree from MIT, hosts the Sloan MIT conference every year, hires a lot of smart data scientists and statisticians on his team, and was able to generate through statistics and watching games and videos and stats that the layup and the three-pointer were the most efficient shot and the long two-pointers were to be avoided. And it fit perfectly with James Harden's way of playing, He was able to pair him up, although it didn't always work, with another superstar like a Dwight Howard, with a Chris Paul when he was unhealthy all the time, Russell Westbrook that failed. But he was willing and able to get these star players to play with him. Again, had a winning record for every year that he was on it, went to the 76ers and traded away Trash Simmons, which... That in itself could have put him in the top 15 for the top GM executive. So thank you all for listening and hope you have a nice evening.